Joe Biden gets booed at the Super Bowl, South Dakota lawmakers introduce a bill that will block Biden's executive orders within the state, and Trump lost nearly half of his net worth during his presidency. We're getting to all this and more, but before we get into this, please drop the video, like, subscribe, and share this with your friends. It's the only way we grow. Also, Facebook and YouTube demonetize me, so if you become a Patreon, I'll give you a call to say thank you. It's the only way we can fund and support the show. Now, let's get into this. There has been reports of Joe and Jill Biden getting booed at the Super Bowl after calling for a moment of silence. That is right. So Joe and Jill called for a Super Bowl moment of silence for the more than uh, 463,000 lives lost to COVID is interrupted with boos from the crowd. So this is the difference between Trump being booed at a game and um, Joe Biden being booed. So there's hundreds of reports of Joe Biden being booed at the Super Bowl. Trump gets booed by the swamp in D.C. Biden gets booed by the people in Florida. So President Joe Biden, the first lady, Jill Biden, appeared on the video board of Raymond James uh, Stadium before the Super Bowl to thank healthcare workers. During the video message, Biden called for a moment of silence for more than 463,000 lives that had been lost from the pandemic. Instead of a moment of silence, several fans at the stadium were heard booing. The, the lack of silence prompted some American Americans watching at home to take Twitter to respond to the incident. Let's watch some of the tweets. Well, this is some of the photos. It was a relatively empty game just because uh, the COVID protocols. So... Let's see what this person said. Was that a boo I heard in the crowd of Biden ask for us to take a moment of silence? Oh, wow, that speaks volumes. Loudest and shortest moment of silence I ever heard. The COVID-19 moment of silence before the Super Bowl, which is in and itself going to be a super spreader event. is some real unique American cognitive dissonance. Listen, the fact that, listen, when I talk about cognitive dissonance, you little idiot over here, every single event that has been, I guess, has Republicans at it. You dummy, dummies have been saying this. This is going to be a super spreader event. We're all going to die. There's going to be massive um, spread of the virus. You just killed us all. Every day, they've been saying this. Every event, they've been saying this for the last year. Okay? And every single time, it has not resulted in such at all. Every single Trump rally was a super spreader event. Meanwhile, it literally did nothing. Every single lockdown rally was a super spreader event. But when BLM shows up in the masses 10 times greater... With no social distancing, cog in the streets, zip, they're shut. Their mouths are shut about it being a super spreader. And meanwhile, there was actually direct correlation between the BLM protests and an increase in uh, COVID cases. There actually was a direct correlation, at least in Los Angeles. Uh, but, you know, that wasn't a super spreader because that was for social justice. So trying to think of a more classless thing to do than cheering and booing during the moment of silence for COVID victims. Thank you, Super Bowl audience, for setting the bar so low that I couldn't crawl that close to the bottom if I tried. This is another thing with the left. The left is always trying to have the moral superiority. So at any given moment where they get the chance to try to claim that moral high ground, they're going to take it. Because these people are losers, they're basement dwellers, and they contribute nothing to society. So the only way to seek satisfaction and joy out of life is to say, I'm a better person than you. I had all ex-friends of mine in my field of work that people that I would used to call a friend literally come out to me because I do this podcast telling me to do better in life, be a better, be a better person. Meanwhile, they're, they're doing jackass with their life, bunch of losers, and they creep people out, and they're trying to tell me to do better because, you know, they have their own insecurities, and they're just trying to make themselves feel better by putting other people down. That's the whole left's whole M.O., so 20,000 plus people at the Super Bowl not observing the moment of silence of the lives lost to COVID somehow makes sense. It's, it's not, you're not booing. It, it, it's about booing Joe Biden, okay? It, it has nothing to do with the moment of silence.
That was the loudest moment of silence ever. Well, that was... You try to tell me if Trump had a moment of silence, you people wouldn't be screaming and, and crying and yelling at the sky? Uh, didn't sound like a moment of silence. Uh, oh, stupid leftists. I'm so sick of them. Biden was booted at the Super Bowl because of all his voters were dead. Uh, Joe Biden went to the Super Bowl while he owes me $2,000. I don't like that. <laughs> All right, so the fans can't do a moment of silence. Got it. It's lagging a bit tonight. It's obvious why I noticed something. The people booed the president at the Super Bowl during the moment of silence. People, likely those people were Republicans who don't wear masks. Yes, and they're Republicans who don't like to uh, be controlled by the government. You know, if, if I hear people cheering for Biden, it's, hey, hey, I'm assuming those people uh, love government control and they love being told what to do because they're a bunch of losers. Well, I'm uh, well, so much for a moment of silence. The stadium was screaming. That wasn't a very silent moment of silence. Leave it to the Super Bowl in Florida to yell through a moment of silence. Uh, that was the loudest, shortest moment of silence in history of all moment of silences. Uh, I mean, dude, like the left is so, so stupid. Um, let's see. Before the Sunday's game, Tampa Mayor Jane Cast- whatever put in place an ordinance requiring the mask be worn outside in several popular gathering spots. The order states violators could be fined $500 at last resort. Another ordinance required mask an indoor location with social distancing. Not okay. So there you have it. That happened. Joe Biden is a wildly unpopular president, more unpopular than Donald Trump. But, you know, hey, this is what happens when the left establishment pretty much controls the means of this country. South Dakota Republicans introduced a bill that would allow them to nullify Biden's executive orders at the state level. I've been saying this for a while, and everything in this country will come down to state by state. Because guess what? The Democrats pretty much set the tone saying, hey, if 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 there is a, an order that we don't like or something we want to do that's tyrannical, we will do it, and the federal government can't do anything. So what's the why would states even follow tyrannical orders if other states, the Democrat states, can be tyrants themselves? So let's see. Uh, South Dakota Legislature House Bill 1194, an act authorized a review of certain executive orders issued by the President of the United States, being enacted by the legislators of the state of the South Dakota. The new section added, review of the presidential executive orders. The Executive Board of Legislators Research Council, Council may review any executive orders issued by the President of the United States. If the order has not been affirmed by the vote of the Congress of the United States, decided into law as prescribed by the Constitution of the United States, upon review, the executive board may recommend to the Attorney General and to the governors that the order be further examined by the Attorney General to determine the constitutionality of the order and to determine whether a state should seek an exemption of the application of the order to or seek to have the order declared to be an unconstitutional exercise of legislative authority by the president. Notwithstanding any other law, no state agency, political subdivision, or any elected or appointed official or employee of the state or the political uh, uh, subdivision may implement an executive order that restricts a person's rights and that is determined by the attorney general to be unconstitutional under the section of the order relates to one, a pandemic or any other public health emergency two, the regulation of natural resources, three, the regulation of agricultural industry four, the regulation of the land use, the regulation of the financial sector through the uh, imposition of uh, governmental, social or governing standard uh, standards or the regulation of the constitutional right to keep and bear arms. That is right. So so South Dakota is going to go in strong, and hopefully other states start to follow suit. And guess what? I hope states do this when it comes to uh, the, pipe, the pipeline stuff. You know, hey, 
just just move it somewhere else. This country is gonna ha- is going to have to come down to a state by state gig, because the Democrat states they decided you know hey we're gonna become tyrannical, we're gonna ignore Trump, we're gonna do our own thing. They they done that for the entirety of, of Trump's presidency. They shut down everything. They said hey we don't we they, they'll take the federal government's money, but they won't do anything the federal government says. Meanwhile, you got Republican states now saying, you know what, we're not going to do these lockdowns, we're not going to become tyrannical, and Republican states are flourishing. Texas, Florida, flourishing. And I, and I guess South Dakota, too, I believe. So there has there's a lot of states that aren't doing tyrannical orders, and they're not going to follow unconstitutional orders, and that's what it should come down to. I think in these next elections, the most important things to do, the most important things in this elect in these next elections coming up, is to make sure you vote for the proper governor. Make sure you vote for the proper state representatives, the state, the, the proper state senators. That is going to become more important than anything else. Campaigning for your state, because the rights of the states have never been more important than they have been in these last couple of years. Because the Democrats showed us the dangers of having the wrong people in your state government. California, New York. That is the dangers of having the wrong people in your state government. And what shows you having the right people in your state government would be Texas and Florida, for example. And now South Dakota. So you need to make sure who you're voting in is the right people to represent your state now because the federal government is totally screwed, at least for now, totally screwed. They're probably going to try to pack the courts. They, they got Congress. They got Senate. They got the House. They got the presidency. It's totally screwed. But there's one thing that's always going to stand in their way, and that would be the state government because they, the, the federal government can only do so much. This country is literally called the United States. It's a bunch of states that are united into their own government. So at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the states. And hey, there might be a time where Biden increases the taxes and some states are going to be like, you know what, um, we're not going to require our citizens to pay those federal taxes. What will probably happen is they'll probably get less federal funding. But hey, are they really going to need it at that point? Because their economies are, are booming. And when you don't have an economy that's relying on the welfare state like you know, Los Angeles and New York City, you may you don't really need as much money from the federal government because you're not spending as much money as these other places. So Trump lost nearly half of his net worth during his presidency. Now this blows up any claims of the left saying that Trump only ran for president to you know enrich himself and enrich his family. Clearly that is not the case. That is not true because Trump lost a big portion of what he is worth. So the presidency literally has cost the former president Donald Trump. Trump who announced his candidacy in 2015. Uh, with a net worth of $4.5 billion left office in January with about $2.5 billion, according to Forbes. Forbes has also said it's possible Trump had even less money than since uh, likely had to cover losses at his hotel. An economic recession escalated by COVID-19 pandemic contributed greatly to Trump's loss of, wor- of wor- worth, according to Forbes. He held assets in industries affected by government lockdowns. Trump, who's, who took office... As number one to one on Forbes' list of the wealthiest Americans, so his net worth dropped by $3.1 billion in 2019. In recent weeks, Trump's empire has been affected by multiple entities cutting ties uh, following January 6th uh, U.S. Capitol riot. Also, the Trump Organization revenue declined 38% to 278 
$8 million in 2020 when the pandemic crippled the businesses around the world. Some good news for Trump was that his Mar-a-Lago resort in Palm Beach, Florida, saw uh, last year saw income rise 13% from 21 million to 24 million in the past Mar-a-Lago has earned more than 30 million in a year. During his 4 years in office, Trump's $400,000 annual presidential salary paid in quarterly checks was donated to various causes. So not only has he been losing money, he's been actually donating the cash that he's been getting paid for being president. So this blows up the whole narrative that that Trump is only doing this to enrich himself and enrich his family, whatever. Oh wow, Trump Trump uh, you know, made a $100,000, you know, to Mar-a-Lago. He didn't even make that money. I mean, one of the biggest things is saying that uh, Trump was using his his hotels to host people so this way he can profit. Oh, no, he paid a million dollars or whatever the money was to his own hotel to host people, whatever. Um, apparently, it costs cheaper if he would do it to his own hotels. And also, when you're paying a million dollars to host people, that million dollars doesn't go into Trump's pockets. There's so many expenses, so many people that need to get paid out at these resorts. Trump is probably barely profiting, probably not even profiting at all because that's just like in, I feel like that's in Trump's nature. To, to not profit on stuff like that. Um, but who knows? Who knows? I could be wrong. Uh, even if it is a little bit of profit, like who, who cares? It's, it's, so, it's, it's so little and it's just one part of his, whatever. He lost an insane amount of net worth regardless at the end of the day. But, you know, I do think that being president, tr- uh, being president has probably held Trump back, though, from doing a lot of other business ventures. Now, I do think Trump is in a very powerful position to become richer than he's ever been before. Because his name and I guess the brand equity of his of the Trump brand, you know, you might say is at an all time low because you know they're, they're taking his name off of buildings. Uh, the left is boycotting him. The big companies, the big establishments are all going to actively seek to destroy his life. I think some of the banks were kicking him off, and that's expected because the dude has has been fighting against the establishment for for years now. And, you know, you'll have the left saying, oh, Trump is the establishment. Trump's trying to help out his crony buddies. Meanwhile, all those people are completely trying to destroy Trump's life. But somehow those guys are working with Trump. It makes no sense at all. But Trump is in a very powerful position right now because guess what? You had half of America. You had 75 million Americans, more than that because of people who can't vote. More than, I'll say, let's round up. Let's just say 100 million Americans are diehard Trump Fans like they they love Trump to death, and they will spend money on Trump. Trump launches his own social media app; those people will download it. Trump launches his own media empire; those people will watch it. And that having there's this, there's a great phrase online: Would you rather have a million dollars or a million best friends? And the smart people answer: I'd rather have a million best friends. This way, I could launch this, and you know. I can, I can launch this service or this company and all my best friends will contribute to it and whatnot. And you'll make even more money and you'll grow something that can be worth a billion dollars instead of getting, you know, having a million dollars, you can have something worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And Trump right now has 100 million best friends, okay? <laughs> People that are, are willing to do whatever, whatever he comes out with next, they're willing to do. So if he launches a social media, he can take out Twitter relatively easily. Um, I'm kind of hoping he doesn't name it Trumper because that will be too much tied into the Trump brand, but that's kind of like what Trump does. Uh, I think it would be better if he doesn't name it anything off of his own name just to give it that broad mainstream appeal um, unless he's specifically trying to create something for his base and only his base. Um, and I guess it kind of would be pretty funny watching all the liberals come on downloading the app Trumper just to see what Trump has to say. <laughs> and I think that would be pretty funny, like a good troll. But 
he's in a position right now to create another multi-billion dollar social media and another multi-billion dollar uh, media empire. He's in that position. I, I wish it's, it was already getting done by now. I feel like being president has held back a lot of what he was able to do. But I'm hoping to see the day where he launches social media and he launches his own media organization and it becomes more rich than he's ever become before. That's what I'm, I'm banking on right now. And also, that stuff would be good for the country because then we'll have something that's de not decentralized, but decentralized from the establishment. And I think that's probably what's taken so hard long is because you kind of got to build this stuff from the ground up completely. You need to build your own servers, build your own hosting. You, you know what I mean? You can't be tied into anything else. You have to be completely self-sufficient, completely independent, because if you're depending on somebody else, they're going to shut you down and they're going to take you down. But let's see what happens. I'm, I'm having faith. Um, but if you guys support my show, Facebook demonetized me, YouTube demonetized me, the show barely makes any money anymore. If you become a Patreon, I will give you a call to say thank you, patreon.com slash joeysalads. Uh, give me some time to get around to the calls. There's a lot of calls I got to get to still, and I've been very busy trying to get things going. But if you become a Patreon, that helps fund and support the show, helps keep me going. Everything's demonetizing me. I'm barely making any money off this. Also, download the app America Now News in the App Store and on Android. Go listen to the full episode of this podcast, the Joey Saladino Show, and all the podcast apps. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Peace out.